the Legion. <sighs> of lethargic super geeks. We aren't picky. If it's sci-fi or fantasy, we'll chat about it. Welcome to the Legion of Lethargic Super Geeks. Um, we've been on hiatus for a while, uh, but we're back. And uh, we're back with a new format. Uh, we're ba- basically going to be doing sort of a, uh, a roundtable conversation about uh, things we're interested in uh, that we've either read or watched recently. And hopefully uh, it'll be something that you're either interested in or something that you'll want to check out. Um, so on that note, I'm going to run around the room and just get everybody to say hi. And, and then we'll uh, begin our roundtable conversation. So uh, say hi, Brian. Hey, everybody. Say hi, Chip. Hello. And Scotty. Uh, good evening. Or and, good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, and, and I am your host, Alan. Um, so to begin our conversation today, uh, I'm going to talk to Brian. Brian, uh, tell me what you are reading or watching or interested in at the moment regarding geek culture. So uh, just the other day, you sent out a, a, uh, a news story that, um, that Netflix was getting sued by uh, the Satanic Church, yes, I yes. believe. And, um, and they're getting sued because of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I guess is an update on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I never watched. Um, I, I, you know, it was a big show. I think back in the late '90s or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. uh, Melissa Hart was yes. there. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And um, so, I mean, I never watched that, but uh, I just kind of figured, well, it, maybe it's good if they're actually getting sued by the Church <laughs> of Satan, you know. <laughs> and um, so I, I've just now started to check it out. I'm about five episodes in, but I'm, I, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, it's. Um, it's very dark um, compared to Sabrina, the teen- teenage witch. Like I said, I never watched that, but I can only imagine that it was kind of like, um, kind of like Steve Urkel or something way back in the day. Right. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. It's actually uh, this the it's episodic, but it's got a bigger story, over overarching story that seems like they're moving through. So there's always like. Uh, you know, each episode is an episode onto itself, and they're hour-long uh, episodes. Um, and it's kind of done like um, – and I only watched one episode of Riverdale and decided that was not for me. Right. But um, that's the Archie um, – Right. Uh, um, TV show on CW. On CW, yeah. Right. And, Which is um, huge. Yeah, it's definitely huge. I watched one episode and was like, okay, this is just like over drama for teenage girls. But um, but this isn't quite that. My wife is, loves it. Riverdale or River, Sabrina? Riverdale. Riverdale. Right. But she might like Sabrina too because it's kind of got the same feel. They even reference Riverdale um, yeah. in, in Sabrina. Um, right, which comes to the heart but, of one of the things that you haven't mentioned yet, which is Sabrina is actually an Archie Comics character. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and that's. But is that is that something new or is that no, 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 no. always been a character going way back? Going way back. Uh, hang on okay. a minute. Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch began in Archie Comics in April of 1971. Oh, okay. See, I never read Archie at all. I never. It was just never my thing. So it, this is all kind of. This is I have read. Touch. I have read way more Archie than I should probably admit to. No, there's a lot of people that, you know, that's their introduction to comics or, or yeah. they just enjoy it. You know, I, I just I don't think I've ever even picked one up. So I, yeah. I can't say whether I'd like it or not. I just I don't really know. Um, well, has has it's anybody very violent? The, the the Sabrina show or Archie? <laughs> no, uh, Archie. Oh, okay. You know, okay. a lot of violence. Well, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. So, so I know you're I know you're trying to be funny because Archie the comic is not. But Sabrina the Teenage right. Witch is. Like uh, the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not funny. It's uh, it's like scary. See, well, there, there, there's there's one episode. I will tell you. I'll tell you this. There's actually an episode where um, a gang, like the larger witch community, eats someone publicly. Yeah, I can see that happening soon. 
it's 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 really dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's also enough. it's also physically dark. You know how you guys yeah. are complaining about how Daredevil was like, I can't see anything on the screen because it's so I, dark. You, this you, is even darker than that. You know, when, when, the, when I first saw it, I didn't actually realize it was Sabrina from the Archie comics. I was like, oh, couldn't they come up with a new name? Because it, it seems so unlike it until I until I got a little bit into it. And I was like, oh, it is Sabrina from the Archie comics. It's so weird. But uh, when I first watched it, I was trying to describe it to Kim because I wanted her to watch my wife because I wanted her to watch it with me. And I described it as um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Harry Potter, and it certainly yep, got that's the exactly is exactly what I really? was thinking. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna watch it then. See, I, I didn't pick up on any of that when I saw it on. You know, it, it came up. You know how they have the splash screens yeah. and they do the little quick thing. I, I, I just saw it up, and I and thinking about the show. And thinking about the comics, I was like, oh, it's probably, I just figured it was campy or something like that. So I didn't even, that's I haven't what I watched thought, any of it. It's only, it's only got, it's only got some camp in it. That's the same sort of like Buffy level camp. It's not on that same level though. It's it, like they substitute some of the, the, the snarkiness and campiness with a little bit of uh, teenage melodrama. Yeah. I agree but, um, but there's some of that in 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 um, in Buffy too, you know. Yeah, there it is. Just... There is. Right. Yeah. Um, and and so, Buffy was smart enough to make fun of themselves for it at times, you know. Right. Um, right. I, Sabrina, <clears throat> I haven't actually seen them making fun of themselves for their own tone yet, but it's you know it's pretty good. Um, the other thing that I would say about it real fast is um, the girl who plays Sabrina played the oldest daughter on Mad Men. I never, yeah, I never watched, watched it. You never yeah, watched never Mad watched Men? Yeah. Really? No, okay. I just never got I haven't watched that. Breaking Bad either. Well, you need to no, watch Breaking really? Bad. Oh, you'd love Breaking Bad, Chip. It's, 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 it's outstanding. It's one of the best shows ever. I think totally the whole agree. thing's on Netflix at this point. It is. So it's it is. Like, you should really check oh, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's in my watch list. I just never you, got you around to it. I, I watch I, three episodes of it, and you're, you're going to be stuck with it. You won't be able to watch anything else until you're done with it. Yeah. Yeah. What were you about to say, Scotty? What were you Especially about to say? that uh, I try and to go off on your um, tangent on Mad Men. I watched the first season or two. I liked it, but I never. It never really hooked me in. As what? I know, everyone else loves it, and I. I think maybe only the first season was what I watched. See, see, Mad Men. I thought that the uh, the characters were brilliant, and the set design was brilliant, and some of the uh, dialogue and acting was brilliant. But in terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, 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 story, that just never yeah. was what it was about. You know, the story, the uh, story, okay. the story unquestionably uh, had had big gaping holes and was very weird and ponderous. Okay. But um, yeah, but 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 if you're looking at it for all the other reasons, I think it's uh, I think it's worth worth watching. But that having been said, uh, Sabrina is excellent and I highly recommend it. Uh, my yeah, wife, I do too. When, we, when my wife and I watched the entire season in about five days or something because, because every night we'd be like, hey, let's watch a couple more episodes of that Sabrina thing, you know? And, um, and we got through it, you know, real, really fast. Um, okay. It, it, uh, it, interestingly enough, gets uh, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and that's usually a pretty good sign. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, just to back up a little bit, if you're the Church of Satan, wouldn't wouldn't you be suing a lot? Wouldn't that be like the thing you would, you know, isn't that sort of like your M.O.? Um, <laughs> well, so, you know, so, like, so, okay, so so the Church like, of Satan that's suing Wolfman and Heart? Is it Wolfman and Heart? Is that <laughs> Wolf, the actual, Wolf, Wolf, Ram Wolf. and Heart, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that Wolf, Ram and Heart? <laughs> yeah, the heart. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know about that, but but uh, the Church of Satan that's suing them, the, the reason they're suing them is because there is a, uh, the, the, the character in Sabrina who is actually the incarnation of the devil as well as his statue that exists within the Sabrina universe is um, 100% based on a statue that this particular church of Satan erected in their, in their sanctuary. And so, um, uh, and and that, that thing's still under copyright because they only had it designed and built in 2015. Um, uh, I remember when it was built and put. It was on CNN and everything else because yeah. everybody had a shit fit about it. Uh, because because I, I when when I saw that article, I was outraged. I was like, how can they possibly be suing over this image? Their iconic their their iconography right. has to be way older than that. And yeah, there are sketches that this statue um, vaguely resembles uh, that, that right. date back to the 19th century. 
but right. the Sabrina stuff, man, it is it's spot on. Like 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 uh, I, I actually I actually uh, did a little comparison when I saw that article because I was interested in the article, and um, mm-hmm. there is a statue in the Sabrina set that is seated positioned the same way with the same like hand salute as the right. one in this uh really? as the one oh, in this uh, oh it's that church. thing with yeah. the the hand yeah, yeah. The, with the two it, fingers up it's yeah. not the is it oh that's actual the yeah. ronnie james dio thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really see i didn't know that was legit mm-hmm. isn't that like italian that was the evil eye that was like Italian. i don't know i don't that's, know i don't know either but, it, but, but either way but either way ronnie james dio was italian he could have probably told you but either way i'm moving on chip what you've been watching reading or other um, I've been listening to it's a Stitcher podcast with Marvel called Wolverine: The Long Night. Okay, and uh, it just finished up. Uh, it's really good. It's um, it's a teleplay, so it's got you know all the sound effects and everything. I thought the actors were really good in it. Um, the guy who was Thorin in the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. is the voice of Wolverine. Okay. Um, well, okay, okay. Back, back, back up and explain what this thing is because I don't really understand. When you say a Wolverine podcast, is a guy's talking about Wolverine? Is it uh, scripts that somebody's written? Is it is it acting out the comics or something? What is it? What is it? Um, it is a scripted podcast serial, so it's like a like a radio teleplay. Okay, cool. But so but is like it a, is it know, is it authorized by Marvel or is it like a fan thing? Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, it's it's Marvel <laughs> Stitcher doing it together. Okay. Um, cool. It's been successful, isn't there? The talk <laughs> yeah. of doing they're doing a second ones? one. Okay. They're doing a second one, and this is the first um, radio play that Marvel's done since they did the Fantastic Four back in 1974. Wow. For Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. So um, was Doom in that? Doom is not in it. Oh, I don't know. In the Fantastic yeah, Four one, I don't know. What's the uh, what without doing any spoilers? What's the basic sort of outline? Of so this? the premise is um, these people have been murdered up in Alaska, mm-hmm. and two agents show up and they are investigating it, um, and they're looking for Logan, mm-hmm. and they never tell you what they're agents of or with who. Okay. Right. Okay. So. Got it. Okay. It's cool. Got, it's got some good actors. It's well done. It's well acted. How I mean, many episodes? I think it was ten. And they're like, how long are each? Uh, they're about 30, 45 minutes really? each. I'm but there's go. a lot of been, ads in them. I've been meaning to download yeah. it. Uh, okay. and, and but it's all done yeah. now, so it's 10 episodes. I'll so it'd be nice to listen to yeah. you know, in a run. And if you go to Stitcher and sign up for Stitcher, I guess it's a premium service. Okay. You can um, binge them all in a row without having to listen to any ads. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. but it was cool. Yeah. Are the ads just like cut through it the whole way? It's it, no. There's usually one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. Oh, so that's it's not bad. Not, that's not bad. What yeah. else does Stitcher do? I mean, does that? They do a bunch of different podcasts. I'm actually listening to one right now called The Dream. It's about uh, multi-level marketing companies, like the evolution of them and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. They they just do a lot of different podcasts. But they have a premium service, so you can listen. All the podcasts are available free through Stitcher or podcast app on iTunes, any of that stuff. But uh, if you pay for the premium service, then you don't have to listen to ads. Gotcha. Basically is it. Okay. Okay. And uh, there was something else you wanted to tell us about. What was it? Oh, and then, yeah, last night or yesterday, on and off throughout the day, I watched the entire series called Homecoming on... uh, it was on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's May. It has uh, Julia Roberts is in it and Bobby oh, right. Caval or Cavalli. Cav- um, is that w- the one about um, the guys the coming post, uh, post-war PTSD? Yeah. Yeah. PTSD, yeah. yeah. Hold on one second. Um, I want to get this guy's name right. I'm sorry. I should have had this up. It's okay. But this is this is riveting. I know yeah, this yeah. is this is okay. Well, um, so well, so I haven't I haven't seen it. Is it uh, one season, ten episodes? What's it's the one, It's one. It's one season, ten episode, thirty minute episodes. Okay. And Sam Ismail is the director. Okay. Um, he wasn't the writer, but he's the guy who does Mister Who does Mister Robot. He writes and directs, okay. and he's the showrunner for Mister Robot. Okay, I got you. So a lot of there's some actors in it that are from Mister Robot, and um. But it has kind of uh, 
Mr. Robot feel and the way that Mr. Robot has these really weird cuts, like cinematography wise. Right. So like everything that happens in on in Homecoming, this doesn't give anything away. It actually helps you to understand it. Anything that's full screen is happening in the past. Anything that's letterbox is happening now. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's cool. You know, so I, I never watched uh, Mr. Robot yet. Oh, it's, it's I really love good. Mr. Robot. How many watched, seasons was that? It's three seasons. Of, there's the fourth season will be the final season. Yeah, right. I watched the first season of it, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen anything past that. Um, I was for it to be Miss Robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and and I am really interested in checking out uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, starring that guy from Mr. Robot. That seems uh, right. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews, but you know, yeah, it's that's I, it's funny. I've heard really strong positive, and then I've heard that it was. Sort of lackluster. Well, yeah. and speaking of him, I watched half of the remake of Papillon that him and oh, that's what's right. his name from Sons of Anarchy did. Is that any good? No. Right. But then I love the original yeah, Papillon. The original is, is you know cool. Steve McQueen, yeah, Dustin yeah, Hoffman. Right. It doesn't yeah, get any great. better than yeah, that. Exactly. And I'm like, you guys are really messing with something that's yeah. really classic. Yeah. Don't screw it up. And yeah, of course yeah that's it's Tim Burton syndrome. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. So backing up to Homeland. Uh, tell me something Homecoming. about or homecoming. Thank you. Tell me about tell me, tell me about the tell me about the show. Like, what's the premise of it? What's the what's the what's the point? The premise of it is is you see that she um, Julia Roberts' character is the head of a um, a um, it's like where people come when they have PTSD. Guys are just getting back from uh, deployment, and they're helping them deal with and be reintegrated into society. Okay. So they're like there, you know. They eat there. They do everything there. And so, who's the, and who's it, the main character we're following? Um, it's uh, Julia Roberts's character as she's the uh, you know the main administrator therapist. Um, and then there's one one of the uh, incoming uh, um, military guys is uh, Walter Cruz. He's like one of the other main f- focuses. Okay. Um, and then uh, so that that's then. And then you have the guy who's the uh, who works for the company that hired her and got it all started, and that's Bobby Conavell's character, and okay. he's interesting. And then when you go to current time, it all starts with okay, so you see them come in. I'm just giving you the really quick intro, and she's dealing with the people as they're coming in and talking to this one guy. And then the next thing you see her, and she's waiting tables. She's a waitress at a like crappy little seafood restaurant okay and the guy from the dod comes in and goes hey there's been a complaint i need to ask you a couple questions and he asked her she's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah i worked there was years ago no i don't know that person right and that sets up the intrigue okay okay so um and so and so and so it's when you say intrigue so so it 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 at that point becomes a little bit of a mystery or sort of a lost scenario by lost. I mean, lost right. well, TV no, show. It's like an intrigue. Like, why is she lying? Cause you obviously know that she knows these people. I see. What's her reasoning. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and you go from there. And then, like I said, it's the, it's they're like 30 minute episodes. So it goes, but it's really dense. It's like literally if you miss like two sentences, you might've missed something. Pit- <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, all right, awesome. I love and hate these kind of shows. I don't do well with those kind of shows. <laughs> like Alan could not write and will listen to it, he wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, son, I can, you know, if on like Sunday nights I try to like veg at, yeah. and and concentrate, um, that might be a good show for me to watch on Sunday nights for that yeah. very reason. They're thirty minutes. That's even mm. better. Yeah, you know. So so um, so that's okay. me. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to talk about a couple things real fast before we get to uh, Scotty's picks. Um, I have three things I want to talk about. I have a, a, a TV sh- series, a comic book, and a uh, novel that I want to discuss very briefly. Um, the TV series I want to talk about is um, I-, I thought was completely bizarre because it was reasonably good. <laughs> and it was called Extinct. Um, and it's on the uh, Brigham Young University uh, uh, website uh, because apparently they're doing original programming, which who would have thunk it, you know? Um, and the only reason I found out about it is because I was listening to an interview with a writer uh, that, that, I, that I listen to regularly. 
and that that writer said, "Hey, uh, I was on the writing staff for this TV series called Extinct," and he said, "You can find it online." And that's all he said. And so I was like, "Okay, well, I'll check out what you you were working on, right?" And so uh, I went to check it out, and when I found it, I, I was shocked shocked to discover that it was uh, an original program made for Brigham Young University. And um, it's based on a, uh, a premise or a novel by Orson Scott Card. I'm not sure which. It wasn't very clear in the, uh, uh, in, in the credits. And I, I haven't taken the time to, to research any further. I just know that Orson Scott Card had something to do with the uh, initial conception of it. Um, but the idea is that um, it begins 400 years after the human race has been annihilated by an alien invasion. And someone, we don't know who at the beginning of the show, has decided to recreate humanity by uh, using uh, DNA resequencing and by uh, apparently the, the, the technology that's, that's rebuilding these humans has a database of memories of humans who were alive 400 years ago. So he, when, when they create a new body, they stick the memories back in this body. So they saw the end of um, AI. Right. Precisely. And uh, <laughs> so, so, so it's not that groundbreaking of a premise, obviously. But the show isn't bad. Like I, w- I would describe it as being almost on par with the same kind of uh, quality as Colony on the USA Network, you know? So, right. so, so it's like you can tell that the, 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 the techno stuff is, is CGI because you can see that little bit of CGI-ness in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everything sounds good. Everything looks good. Everything's well shot. Um, and, uh, and the acting's not bad. Um, and uh, the, the only thing weird about it is that every once in a while there's like a blatant, you know, reference to Mormonism, whether it is uh, everybody has what I would think of as a Mormon style name <clears throat> or, um, you know, they stop to pray for a moment right? Or, or there's like a scene in a church in one episode, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, well, and or- Orson Scott Card is Mormon. Yeah, famous, oh, yeah famously Mormon. And, and, and Brigham Young University is, is. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> hey, well, and and there's a couple of his books. Um, I can't remember if, it, if, if it's ever come out that it is, or at least I've heard references to some of his books are based on things that are in the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So like almost like a retelling. There's a few mm-hmm. of his uh, novels that are, uh, uh, and I, I can't remember if he came out and said that or people, you know, saw the comparison. Saw it in there, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just saw it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but the only other thing that I would say about it before I move on to my next topic really fast is um, I think that uh, uh, the main thing that went through my mind while I was watching it, I guess after I'd watched a number of episodes, was sort of this feeling of frustration because um, this was pretty good. And I have never seen um, uh, a movie or a TV series or anything that I would call pretty good come out of the Christian world. You know? <laughs> come on, you're a huge fan of those Left Behind movies. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, and exactly. Nicholas Cage. Exactly. Nicholas Cage, Cage did the, he, he, did, he did the remix the remake of the remake. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he made. He did the remake of the uh, of the Kirk Cameron stuff. Yes, and the Michael Kirk York and the Kirk Cameron too. stuff was a remake. They they made those originally back in the uh, mid seventies. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know they're aren't they based off of like a book series? Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole book series yeah. of based on something that actually isn't said in the Bible, which is good. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, no, I don't want, anyway, I don't want to go down that road, but there you go. Um, okay. So uh, the comic book that I wanted to mention recently is called uh, Mort Cinder. It is an Argentine comic book. Uh, it's a horror science fiction series uh, that was originally published as like uh, these five-page things in a magazine. Uh, and they've been collected recently um, in a new edition. Um, I wish I could remember who published the new edition. I want to say it was like it was like first, second, or, or, or one of those kind of publishers. Um, but anyway, uh, it's a it's a black and white uh, uh, a comic that is is just done in this beautiful inking style by this uh, artist named Al- 
Alberto Brescia. I might be saying his last name wrong. It's either Brescia or Brecchia because there are two C's in the middle. Someone who knows more about the language can probably correct me. Um, but anyway, uh, Brescia is how I'm going to say it for now until I, I'm told otherwise. Um, is one of these guys who is um, uh, a famous, famous artist. I have I have reference material from him going back. I mean, I don't even know how many books I've collected by him, and I've never been able to read one because <clears throat> they're all in Spanish or Portuguese or something. And you know, I don't. I'm I'm a I'm a dumb American. I only know one language. Um, so I've been looking at the pictures for years and having no idea what the story was, and I'm finally able to read it because there's this new English edition that just came out, and um, it's some of the best horror comics. Uh, I've ever seen. I, I, I highly recommend it, not just because of how important this artist is. Fantagraphics. Fan- thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so, please, if you're interested in, in horror comics at all, uh, I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, the very first story in there, or first section of a story, which is about five pages long, as I, as I mentioned, um, is. Um, is uh, what am I trying to say? Um, not quite to the caliber of the rest of it. It's like it's like he he drew in a way that he he thought the publisher wanted, and then the reins got taken off or something. Um, so, uh, but it's beautiful. Highly recommended. I'm gonna talk about one last thing real fast. Um, moving on quickly. Um, the novel that I want to mention that I highly recommend is called Meddling Kids. Meddling Kids. It is um, clearly meant to be uh, the Scooby-Doo gang as, a, as adults, but the writer couldn't use the Scooby-Doo stuff because of copyright, so he made up his own characters. <laughs> um, but is there it, a dog? Uh, yes, in fact, there <laughs> is. <laughs> you would think the dog would be dead after they've grown up. Well, see, but. it's it's the it's it's like the it's like the it's like the grandson of the dog that Scra- was with Scrappy them. Doo. Yeah, yeah. So so so, so there was a, there was a dog when they were a kid, and the dog that they have as adults is like the grandson or great grandson of that dog. Yes, <laughs> and um, uh, the main character in it is the uh, the analog for Thelma. Um, okay. And uh, right. and and she's like. Um, uh, she's like a, uh, her name is Andy Rodriguez and she's like a butch Latina lesbian in this book. Um, yeah. which makes perfect sense, so, right? It's obvious. Um, yeah, right. Um, so anyway, they, uh, they, 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 they go through the whole process of trying to solve, uh, this, the, the last mystery that they ever encountered as kids that they were not in fact able to solve. Oh, and uh, uh, I, you know, I just thought that it was uh, fun in, 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 in all the ways that it needed to be fun. I thought that it was fresh in a lot of ways, but still had a lot of that. Uh, it was still calling back to a lot of things that seemed familiar because of Scooby-Doo. So there you, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, you remember we uh, read 14 uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had sort of that throwback to Scooby-Doo also. Yes. You remember the uh, guy, yeah. what was the guy's name? Um I can't remember the guy's name. It wrote 14 now. Uh, Kleins. Yeah, Peter Kleins. Um, but yeah, that that was, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, Scooby-Doo was really in the, the early 80s, I guess. And so everything that's in the early 80s, I think we're getting to the point where everything in the early 80s is going to soon be blah, and everything is, everything's going to be like 90s soon. But um, Right, right. Where they're remaking stuff, but yeah, that's it. Seems like everything they're kind of remaking is from the '80s right now, like horror movies they're remaking. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it makes sense to go and find cartoons and make them into and, and to re reimagine them, just like Sabrina, I guess. Right, you right, know? absolutely. So so anyway, there we go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna move on to Scotty now. Um, Scotty, tell me um, what you are reading or watching that is of interest. Um, before we get into my main one, uh, real quick, and there's a little bit of, uh, uh, it's not necessarily geek culture, but there's a little bit of a sort of a geek tie into this. There's a show on Netflix called Toast of London. 
Okay. It's a British show. It is hysterical. It is absolutely. It's about this pompous oh, actor, her, and he's hilarious. just this, and and he's in like the worst play ever, and people are protesting the play. He's just. It, it's it's really funny. It's like Ricky Gervais, but it's actually funny. Exactly. Okay, okay I'll yeah, check it out. I'll it, check it, it out. It, it, and they're short. They're like twenty minutes. And here's what I found with it was this: uh, I was listening to another podcast, and they mentioned. Somebody mentioned that's what they were watching, and so I just I happened to watch it. The first season, I kind of watched it because it was amusing and they're quick. The second season, I would start to almost chuckle, and then by the third season, it starts and I start laughing. I mean, it just <laughs> it gets funnier as you watch it. The guy who plays the main character, and I can't remember his name, the actor, he is the voice of the prince in. Um, is it Disenchanted? I think's the name yeah, of the show. Yeah, Disenchanted. Which is uh, uh, Macarona from The Simpsons uh, has done a. Uh, it's a. It's basically like a fairy tale world, and uh, there's a girl that lives in it, and but the prince <laughs> that she's basically running from. This guy does the voice, and so right. it's very fun. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was going to talk about. Uh, the Marvel uh, Netflix shows. Okay. And the second seasons, one of the third seasons of uh, Daredevil. I personally, they all came out kind of back to back this time. Boom, boom, right, boom. Right. And so when, uh, and I really liked the set, I really liked um, Luke Cage the first season. The second season came out. I think I watched two episodes and got busy and, and never have gone back. I'm going to, but I haven't gone back and finished it yet. Iron Fist came out. I liked it better, I think, than the first season. But to be honest, I didn't finish it um, yet because when Daredevil came out, season three, I watched it, and I, I I just think Daredevil's the cream of the crop for those shows. It is, um, and I really and I really liked season three. I thought they did a great. I'm job not with done it. with season three, so no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, I won't give any spoilers. But well, um, yeah, well, I just I, thought it was quickly. Really good. I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with your assessment. Like, um, I I actually, as far as the first seasons are concerned, I I would say that I thought I, I personally thought that Luke Cage was the best of the first season Netflix Marvel shows. Um, yeah, but um, right. uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't get through season two at all. I was I was I was woefully disappointed in it. And 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 very much like you're saying about Iron Fist, I thought the first season I actually. I actually didn't mind the first season. There's there's uh, a lot of hate either. out there for it, but yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> but I thought I thought actually thought it was okay. Um, the second season, though, um, there were things about it that 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 were good and, and and intrigued me more. And for those of you who haven't finished it, I will not spoil it. But the way that they ended it, I was not terribly impressed. Are you kidding? Uh, you mean like the the end, watched. the very very end? Or I'm, ta- I'm talking about the last, the last, the last, the last two ish episodes. I, I only think I've watched the first half of it of Iron okay. Fist, of Iron yeah. Fist season two. Now, but they've all, already said they're not going to do it or a Luke or well, Luke Cage. Right. Yeah, well, they're, they're probably going to just be, Harris for Hire or something. Who knows? But but right. then but been going on. I think that Daredevil season three may be the best TV series show I've seen in I don't even know how long years. Years, yeah. I I, I thought it was. It's gonna have to get a lot better for me to say that. Really, I thought I, it, I thought it was I great not, from the get go. But the very, and I'm not gonna give any spoilers. But the very end of Iron Fist, like the very mm-hmm. very end, I thought was set it up for all that stuff that I really loved. And towards the end of uh, that run that um, Brubaker Brew and, yeah. Fraction and did, Fraction did, I really liked all that stuff. I liked how they tied everything together. And but and they've only canceled the shows on Netflix. Right. The shows will more than likely reappear reappear on the Disney streaming service, which right. will have a dedicated Marvel Channel, Star Wars Channel, and Disney and Pixar. Yeah, just take my money now. Just yeah. yeah well, you know, <laughs> right, right. I would suggest doing what I did for the DC thing, and that is go ahead and prepay for the year, and you get fifteen months. And by the time fifteen months is up, you probably just cancel it. <laughs> yeah, I have not. Uh, I've not finished them. I, I, I think a lot of them, of most of the Marvel uh, Netflix, you know, the street heroes, most of them, they when they've done the thirteen uh, episodes, it's too many. Well, see, and Iron you Fist know, is only ten. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. They they've actually figured that part out a little bit. So some of them they've actually like like when they did the Defenders, it was only seven episodes. Yeah. They knew the story. They didn't try to expand it out to something that it wasn't. And it was the Defenders was a pretty good, you know. Agreed. Um, Agreed. It was good. Like, and it well, really wasn't a series. It was just kind of like a um, like a one off like uh, mini series kind of thing. Well, yeah. Yeah, and the hero, the hero for hire, Luke Cage episode is the most watched episode of that. Oh, the of that season. Oh, the Luke um, Cage season where Iron Yeah, Fist I don't is know in how it. I heard that. I don't know how that person knows that because I didn't think Netflix released stuff. But part of this was when these were originally signed. When they originally signed to do these, Netflix was hungry for original programming. Right. Uh, and as it's gone on, the Marvel stuff is pretty expensive. And so part of why they did fewer episodes was because it was cheaper to do that. Sure, of course. Uh, but I think it did make it easy, you know, make it, uh, I think it made it better in some ways. Because there were some of those where you were just like, did they shove? I mean, there's a couple episodes. I liked um, uh, Jessica Jones. But yeah. There was, in that second season, there were a couple episodes well, that I'm like, these have just been wedged into the, the first story. Se- I mean, the first season of Jessica Jones was three was literally three episodes too long right. and the second oh, yeah. season was definitely two or three episodes oh yeah too there long. was a and, and i it took yeah, forever that episode with her and her mom yeah uh, well i mean okay so so the thing that i will that say about this we have psychologically <laughs> <laughs> the thing that i'll say about it real fast before before we, we transition to your next topic scotty right. is um um uh, i think i think part of where they're 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 having trouble is um they just don't have enough material in print to pull from for these mm-hmm. other characters, you know. Because I mean, as much right. as I love Luke Cage, I, I can't I can't think of very many defining Luke Cage runs other than right. you know the the stuff they've already pulled, you know. And uh, and or, Iron Fist, the the only the only defining Iron Fist run that I can think of that is Iron Fist by himself is the one that Chip's talking about, and right. uh, and they haven't even gotten to it yet. You know, well, no. and they've cut. They well, it's Hang got on. all of. They can't do it because it would cost too much. Well, because so, it would yeah, have, yeah, they'd sure. have to have other locations. And it all being kind of long. Yeah, and that's the thing. If they if they would have done more of, I th- I think that would have been better had they done more of the like Doctor Strange's in the MCU, where he's the more of the mystical aspects of huh. it. But they couldn't do that because it would cost too much. Yeah, sure. Oh. Well, so, also, but, so all along of these the shows, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Alan. Okay, very quickly. So along those lines, though, what I would say is that Daredevil seems like it's the easiest one for them to do because they literally have, you know, 30 years of decent publishing history on the character to be able to pull from. Right. Yeah. Well, right. and they lucked out with uh, the Kingpin actor. Well, oh, the, yeah. the, the, both yeah. the Daredevil actor and the Kingpin actor are, yeah. are fantastic. The Charlie Cox or whatever. I don't know if you 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 caught I this. I think that, that cast is, is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think he's he's great, but uh, it it, it I, I didn't even recognize him in Daredevil until. Uh, but I could tell that I'd seen him somewhere before, but I couldn't place it. Couldn't place it. Couldn't place it. Finally realized he's the main character in Stardust, the uh, movie based on the oh, Neil yeah. Gaiman novel. Didn't, really? Didn't yeah, even didn't yeah. even connect that until you know what? Actually, I saw him at Dragon Con, and I and somebody brought that up, and I always and I still haven't seen that. I need to go back and watch it. But he talked. That's right. He talked a little bit about that. But cool. one thing about all these Netflix, all the Marvel Netflix series, is they are centered around New York City. New York right, City right, is right. supposed to be as much of a character in them as the actual. You know. And the areas that they're uh, in. I yeah. think they're still trying to figure that out. With the exception of Hell's Kitchen, I think they've pulled that off in Daredevil okay, but I'm not sure I feel that in the well, other Yeah, shows. I don't even remember Iron where they Fist talked was about. Chinatown. Right. And it's always circled it around Chinatown. Right. All right, Scotty, you were about to talk about your next topic. Um, I was just going to talk about uh, Infinity War and right. just and maybe more of a more of a discussion than uh, just me sure, sure, ranting sure. about it. Well, so okay, um, be, before you get started, we'll say this yeah. real quick. Um we haven't done a podcast in a really long time. Uh, I think we did have we did have a conversation about uh, uh, what was the last Thor. Marvel movie? Thor. Thor. Thor, Thor. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember if I ever even put that one out. So 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 let's use the Infinity War conversation to kind of discuss Marvel movies in general and just make sure that we are hitting those topics since we have not had a conversation about them as a group in a really long time, and it seems to be a favorite topic of ours. So go ahead, Infinity War. What are your thoughts, Scotty? Uh, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and say this for anyone listening. 
we're going to go ahead and, and say spoilers for this because right. with the number of people who've seen Infinity War, I can't imagine right. anyone would be listening yeah. to this who hasn't seen it. Go on. Right. Um, and now, especially that's not on Netflix, but the other ones are. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, I don't think is on Netflix yet. Not yet. Uh, no, I just I think, uh, you know, all things considered, uh, there's really nothing been like it before that you've taken uh, 10 years and 10 years worth of movies <clears throat> and uh, you're wrapping them up in a way, uh, right. you know, they're going to they're they're. The, the, all of these in, an, in a, a loosely yet not loosely in a definitely a planned out way um, are coming, you know, to a head uh, in two movies in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's a, and now they're more and more. It's odd because it's you can take the movies on their own. But then there's an overarching story that you can see that's through. Them. Right. Uh, and I thought they did a really a pretty good job, you know, all things considered. Um, of, of of doing that and starting to tie it in. Um, right. I mean, yeah, Infinity War had aspects. I mean, like, you could watch it on its own, but you, every other movie they've made had some point in it. Right? I actually, I actually not not sure that you could watch it on its own, man. I I, I, there, I think there are too many. <laughs> it's the only it's the only complaint I have about the Marvel movies, is that um, I don't feel like one can watch a Marvel movie without being aware of the others. You I think know? it depends on which one early I, I on. You could, yeah, early on, you right. could, but, but uh, I don't, I don't think there's any of them that have been made in the, the newer last ones. Yeah. Dr. Strange. I don't think you could watch Dr. Strange I, I, is the last one. You probably could since then. I don't think there's any that you could, you couldn't watch Black, Black Panther. Couldn't watch Black Panther without some references to, uh, the, the Captain America, Iron Man thing he was in. Yeah. I mean, you could, but you would just yeah. you'd be missing out think, on some stuff. Right. So. Look, there's a million there's a million people who went and saw Black Panther and, and never saw never another movie, other Marvel movie, movie, and yeah. they still loved it. Yeah, um, I think you get more out of it. Yeah. if you've seen all those. Um, I didn't say you wouldn't you be seen. lost if you saw right. it, but you could go see I, I, it. No, I, I, I yeah, I, I think Infinity War might be the one that you probably could. yeah you wouldn't yeah. I, but I do I do think to your point. Uh, Alan, that the more that, that the fact that you've seen them and sort of you know, uh, you know a little bit more because there's a uh, and a good example of and I thought they did a, a, a great job of it uh, is when Captain America shows back up, you know, yeah. um, and 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 you've got to cut things. I mean, that's a pretty big. If you've if you've read the comics or if you have a little bit more of the backstory of those things, it's it's a little bit it, it carries more weight. Sure. Um, if you've just sort of seen it, you're like, oh, he's been gone. Now okay, now he's back and he's got uh, he's got uh, Falcon and uh, Black Widow. Well, and, they, you know. But I yeah. thought the way they did that, I I just thought in general that uh, they've started to tie it in really pretty well. Yeah. Um, and the way they brought in Guardians of the Galaxy in and, and that, you know. Yeah, the more yeah. I'm thinking about it, you would be lost from the get-go in that movie because you had to see Thor Ragnarok to understand the first scenes. Yeah, right. And then you wouldn't know what the hell's going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy it would make zero sense. Well, and, and, and to your point, uh, so when they <laughs> so take were, that back. When they were writing, yeah. that one definitely, when that one, when they're writing, when they were writing it, uh, they didn't know exactly where the Thor movie would end, but they knew how they wanted to start. So they had the basic premise of the scene and not what they're actually in. Uh, so they waited, and when they found out, well, this is how Thor is going to end, Right. that's when they put it in that ship, and that's where, uh, and that's why it actually started. Okay, so they actually okay. waited on purpose. Uh, but I think that's what's impressive, is that you've given all these people, uh, they've done and gone and done their project, yet it's still... From you know, from a geek standpoint, the continuity is, is pretty impressive. Although you know, I mean, there's, there's a few holes, holes here and there, here and, there and stuff. There, but, but still, you think about the fact that the movies that they've made and the movies are good on their own, right? And have done well on their own. So, I just think it's kind. Of, it's pretty impressive. It, yeah. I mean, and if you yeah. look at DC. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's, Avengers it's four, so it's not like I'm right. going to go see Avengers four. I've never seen anything it, else. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you would really have needed to see. You, yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, I think that's a, a big part of it. And that the movies or are it's all Avengers a little bit 3. different. I'm sorry. Avengers it is 3. Avengers the next, 3. One's the next one will be Avengers 4. It feels so. like Avengers 4 because of Captain America Iron Man. Um, so, right. Because yeah. right, yeah. Civil War was much more. It yeah. was basically, Avengers it was basically an Avengers movie. Yeah. And, and I think made by the same guys that are making the Avengers movies now, right? Yes. Russo Brothers, Russo Brothers. Civil right. War. They yeah. made Winter Soldier Civil War. And if you listen to them talk, you can tell that they're actually fans. fans yeah. Because they've, yeah. uh, they will say, well, we thought about putting this part of the back. You know, because they know the stories from the comics. Right. And, and they, well, we thought about putting this in and then, you know. Right, right, right. Um, but we couldn't for various reasons. But the, So some of the references I've heard them make, uh, you can tell that they're more than just a casual uh, fan of right. uh, Okay, of, so you know, of the comments. So, so, so the comment that I want to make about uh, Avengers three, just to get the feedback from people in the room on it, has to do with um, how similar in uh, construction, and I'm talking about like the bones of what the story conceit is, uh, to um, the last Star Wars movie that 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 got so right. much uh, angst you know the, the two movies are based around the same idea the, both movies are about failure you know and, and, and the idea that our heroes aren't always going to win and, uh, and that sometimes you have to you have to lose and, ha- and, and, and have everything be burned to the ground before you can move forward and um, the the Last Jedi and Avengers Three both basically did that idea, and Avengers Three is revered. I haven't heard much negative press on that movie, where The Last Jedi is polarizing. Like half the people who saw it really liked it, and half the people who saw it just thought it was the worst pile of dung since whenever. You know, thoughts like why is this? Well, I, 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 go ahead. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> the reason is is the thing with Star Wars is tell us Jim. you're missing you're messing with people's stuff that from when they were a kid like the Avengers stuff that's only been in the last what Iron Man came out in what two thousand eight yeah maybe something like that so it, it's, we're about the it, last it, ten yeah, years it's about a ten year last ten ten years so the kid who saw it when he was eight is eighteen now and he's got nothing to complain about the person who saw Star Wars when they were six. And now they're 50, it's a little different, and they messed with, like, if suddenly you were to come out, and at the end of Avengers 4, it's Secret Empire, and you turn out that Captain exactly. America was a member that of Hydra, you would make. have exactly the same reaction, because they changed Luke. They feel like they changed <laughs> Luke. And people who, like, I dislike the movie, I have my own reasons, but the problem is, is I can't now go out there and say I dislike it, because of all the crazy people out right. there that are disliking <laughs> it for, like, all the most insane right. crazy I don't like it because there's women in it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, the, stop. Right. right. The, 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 the only the only thing I really didn't like about Last Jedi, I'll go on the record with this one, is um, I had a problem with the idea that uh, people would have force powers without having to like practice or study right. or work with a right. master yeah, or that something. Was, you know? that that was really <laughs> cheap writing. That's all. Um, I, I yeah, I thought that was I thought it had some very strong points. Yeah. I thought it was very strong in some way, and I thought it was very, very bad in other ways. So right, right, right. I get why I kind of get why both sides, yeah. you know, are where they are. Brian, but, you sound like you keep trying to say something about this. Well, let's jump in real fast. Yeah, no, I I thought that they rehashed or they they used the same sort of like type scenes, uh, very similar scenes. They used the Death Star again. They used they just didn't go anywhere original. Um, they they did uh, it. And a lot of people, I guess I've said this, that basically if you took Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and you mashed them together, you ended up with this last movie. Um, you know, she's trying to train with Master, not Yoda, but Luke. And then, you know, the only thing that's different is there's a slow chase scene in it. And that's the most boring thing ever. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing, and the thing that really pissed me off, and this is, seems like such a minor point, but... The fact that the, the whole thing, I mean, at least the last half of the movie seems like it's just a one long 
slow chase scene, but there are people leaving the chase and then coming back. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, if you could do that, why don't why doesn't yeah, the Empire exactly. just send a ship out and then shoot in front of them and then just end the thing? I mean, it's just there's it was it wasn't well thought out. There's a lot of plot holes in it that are just yeah. they're not just plot holes; they're like gaping plot holes. It was very so. scrambled. It had a very <laughs> scrambled feel to me. And that whole scene when they went to the um, uh, the casino, casino that was totally useless yes. and rendered completely that totally was the useless. Extra three episodes of the Marvel uh, net yeah. Netflix. It was just shoved in there for yeah, you know. And they okay. had Jason Thoreau in it for like two seconds, and then um, okay, I've Benicio got, del Toro. Okay, uh, I've, I've gotten us off oh, topic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's 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 get back to yes, let's get right. back to Marvel. Oh, that's and, never happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get better about like getting getting us back on track whenever I'm the one who derails us. Um, so anyway, uh, okay, so, so getting back to Marvel, um, I want to tie in the conversation about Infinity War to uh, sort of a roundtable conversation uh, and get everybody's feedback on this question, which is, who do you feel individually uh, was the, the, the best casting decision of, uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is there someone that was just so perfectly cast that it made everything else go. Does that Time include, does that include the Netflix shows too? Yeah, and, I think so. Sure. Okay. Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe we, in general. Can we go, um, X-Men as well? Or, I would, or I would say, no, I'm going to keep it to Marvel okay. Cinematic Universe as opposed to Fox or Sony. Okay. Oh. Got it. Got it. Well, then no, I did, did, I, did I just did I just chop you down there, Brian? I'm sorry. Yeah, because I had yeah, one. Me too. I had me too. one okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's do let's do let's do Fox and Sony then. Fine, go go. Uh, 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 Scotty, you're up first. Um, okay, I kind of have two, uh, right. and 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 I and a caveat to it. So, from the get go, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just yes, I agree. Just stellar. Um, now, not from the get-go, but by the end, um, Hugh Ackman as um, as Wolverine. Okay. Too tall. Yeah, runs I, uh, like a dancer. I, well, I agree. I, 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 agree. Think by, I think by the end of it, Alan man, ruined it for me on that one. By the way, he's like, he runs like <laughs> well, a dancer. I'm like, oh, I can never <laughs> unsee that. <laughs> see, I've never thought about that, and now you've probably ruined it for me. But I think he got better. As it oh, went yeah. along, and he took the whole, um, you know, the man with no name uh, from the Sergio Leone movies. He took that whole thing, the Clint Eastwood, yeah. and yeah. sort of by, and, and it was definitely, it was like at the, he was fumbling with it at first, and then as those movies went along, and I think he got better with each one, and then by Logan, it was, yeah, it was, it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, Logan was. An amazing it, it, movie. It, it, it was. It, it was. was the. It, it was. was the apology for some of those early oh, yeah. ones. Yeah, you right. know, the so. Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, does anyone have any comments about the Ryan Reynolds thing? Well, I mean, he made him like he he did that on his own. Yeah. I mean, like he played Wade Wilson in that first one, and then. You know, he's like, no, I, I feel bad. It's almost <laughs> like he made Deadpool as an apology to everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he just does it so well. And he's just like, they've they've kind of wrapped the character in the comics now around what Ryan Reynolds right, exactly. did. Yeah, they've changed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So okay. Deadpool was annoying and a little bit funny when he started. And he was pretty much a throwaway character because he was making fun of another, of a DC character. So Chip. If you were to name who you think was the best casting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who would you go with? Um, it's really, I mean, I think it, the, the two that come right off that I immediately think of is uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man yeah. and um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is uh, Nick Cage. Right, right, Not right. Nick Cage. Um, Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Yeah, he was awesome. In he those, was great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean they the set the movies. stand. I mean, like they kind of set the standard. Well, they started. They drew. They when started. They switched it, yeah. over. They they drew him like yeah. Nick Cage. Well, I mean, yeah, um, yeah uh, oh, you mean Nick Fury? 
Samuel L. Jackson. I did that on purpose. He's actually in an ultimate issue. Like, well, who would play you in the movie? And he goes, well, Samuel L. Jackson. Well, yeah, exactly. And they drew, and that's didn't they ask him, hey, we're going to use. I don't know. I've heard that. That may be. Yeah. I don't know either way, but but yeah, you're absolutely right. What what we're talking about for anyone who may not know is uh, Ultimate Avengers, which was uh, the, the Ultimates, the Ultimates, which was uh, Brian Hitch and uh, Mark Miller. Um, Those were good. I need to reread. Uh, 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 did did that series? Um, when was that? It was like the early aughts, right? Early aughts. Yeah, yeah. I think so. um, and. Uh, 2002 and 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 when when, yeah, it, when, when it was coming when it was coming out it was it was it was a fantastic uh comic book series that that had everybody talking because the 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 story was great and the artwork was just brilliant and um the uh one of the things hitch, one of the things hitch was doing the the artist was doing specifically was uh <clears throat> going through a lot of pains to make sure that his uh, avengers looked fairly realistic and lifelike and uh and they had actually uh I think they were using like actors for for for, for models, even if they weren't actors. Right. They had access to you know. So mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson was definitely the the model for uh, right. uh, for, for for Nick Fury, and um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I also uh, actually Robert Downey Jr. was going to be mine because I just I just think he was uh, perfectly cast. When I first heard they cast him as Iron Man. <clears throat> I thought it was brilliant. Like there were there were a lot of people who were skeptical of it when, when was. it was for, when it when when it first uh, came up. But when I heard it, I was like, no, 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 that's perfect because you know uh, Tony Stark needs to be um, uh, uh, sort of a flippant, narcissistic alcoholic, and right. uh, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I think <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. You know. Anyway, method um, acting. Yes, precisely. Brian, who's yours? Okay, so mine mine does come from outside of the uh, MCU, but um, and it's kind of a it's 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 kind of a side character, but I don't think that they've gotten anybody more perfect than this. Uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Yeah, J.J. Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he he yeah. just plays that character so perfect. You almost wish he was in the movie more. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's and he looks. They did a good job look wise with him too. Yeah, they sure yeah. did. They sure did. Um, my favorite line from him was that bit about, um, well, it's not such and such. We're a newspaper. It's a libel. Uh, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it was, it, was, it always cracks me up. Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly that, that, that is a brilliant one. Um, cool. And, and his son was referenced in Venom. Oh yeah. He has to be right. I because still that's, have uh, not seen Venom. the man. Oh, and the, really? the, the new movie or yeah. The new movie. Right. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen surviving it. astronauts. I haven't either. I keep meaning. I've just been too busy lately. Well, I just, I, 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 I just don't have a huge interest in a Venom movie. What was it well, worth I saw seeing? Spider-Man Three. It's, and that it's pretty not much. bad. <laughs> I saw the Venom movie. It's not bad. I don't I like Tom Hardy. He's a great actor. He does a good job acting. As much right. as I, I hate don't to mind say that, I actually don't mind. Because as so. a human being, he's kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> but That's he's a good actor. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Is there anything? Um, <coughs> what are you guys looking forward to most in the uh, in the next in the coming year? Captain Marvel and oh, Avengers yeah. Four, dude. Yeah. Captain Marvel really looks. Dude, that's amazing. the other thing that Infinity War did a good job of. The way you know, because you're like just the way that ended, and then the last cutscene. So I, I have a question about that. Uh, I want to know if I want to know who here caught the Easter egg in. Uh, Avengers three, when uh, the two guys first land on Earth and they're they're fighting Doctor Strange and um, uh, and Iron Man and 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 Bruce Banner who never converts to the Hulk in the scene or whatever, the big guy, not the little guy who can who can who can manipulate. Yeah, you mean objects. the guys from the Black Order? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The big guy has uh, Captain Marvel's uniform around his Sash. waist. Yeah, like a really? Yeah, I did not catch that. Yeah, go, yeah, back, no, and, go back and look. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Oh, they shit. they talked about it, but it's more like a sash. So they're like, she was part of a unit. Maybe that's from the unit, right? You know, maybe he battled her at one time and ended up with part of her uniform. Yeah, don't know. Maybe right. she, you know, we don't know. 
So I haven't got a chance to make a sexist comment. I'm going to make one now. <laughs> she's, she's very hot. <laughs> Brie Larson? Yes, I think oh, she's yeah. smoking hot, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's a side note. No, fair Not enough. Not that that was news to anyone, but you know, <laughs> call that out, man. I think she's uh, smoking go. hot, so... All right, all right, Brian. Do you I'm have... excited about that, man. I think it should, that's good. Oh be yeah, good. yeah. I mean, I, how can you not be of interest for every, everyone's? You know, waiting to well, figure out how they're they, going to bring right? them all back to life. Aquaman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> December. And they, Actually, are they, you know, they going to basically try to keep going with this DC thing? I mean, is it what they're doing with the Aquaman thing? It I looks mean, like yeah. it. I got. I got. Oh, yeah. I, I have to admit, uh, I am super excited about the Shazam movie. Yeah, that no, that, look that, that looks yeah. funny. I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big, well, cool. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that dude who played Chuck, uh, Zach right. uh, Levi, who's who's yep. who's playing who's playing Shazam in it or whatever. I just I think that he is hilarious, and I'm I'm happy to see that he's uh, doing as well as he is post Chuck. You know. Well, you know, he was Fandral in the second. I know, and in third, Thor, uh, in Thor, Thor right. movies. Yeah, I did know that. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so He's who they originally want, but he was making Tangled when they were making Thor, so they went with the guy from Once. Yeah. And then when they went back to make the second one, the guy from Once was like, well, I'm doing Once now. And they're like, well, we can finally the guy we originally wanted. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, Brian, did you? Uh, uh, what are you looking forward to most in the, in, in the coming uh, year? You know, I can't even keep up with stuff. I'm just waiting for it to come out on video at this point. I, I've uh, I still haven't even seen Ant Man, sure. uh, so I'm, I'm just waiting for that to like uh, <laughs> to find time to go uh, check that out from the library and stuff. That's that's how long it's been for these movies to come out that I haven't been able to see. That I'm waiting for the like I can just go to the library and pick them up for free at this point. Yeah, so, sure. Um, it's it's good. It's worth watching. It really is. Well, I enjoyed the first one a lot. So I'll yeah, you'll like if you like the first one, you'll like this too. He, he's good. He's yeah. a good. He was a good cast. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent. Man, I, I think I think frankly all the casting has been pretty stellar. Yeah. Uh, you know, as much as I think the reason that I picked Robert Downey Jr. was because um, I think that it set uh, the tone for right, for the rest right, of right. everything. But but frankly, you know the dude that's playing Steve Rogers is great. And the dude who plays Thor is great. I mean, well, and when the, dude, said, the dude who plays Thor is amazing. Actually, yeah, he is. He, he, he's yeah. fantastic. Well, Chris Evans has gotten better. I mean, oh, yeah. when they Agreed. originally said him, I was like, yeah, the Human Torch. The human Torch. Come on. Yeah, right. I was really disappointed. And and he's gotten better. At, he's gotten better with each one too. Yeah, I agree. I think that's part of the success is they've all sort of sort of grasped the vision and grasp you know and gotten better oh, yeah. so each each of the you know i mean iron man 3 not so much but you know what i mean there's been sort of a <laughs> iron man but, 3 was good it well and he points. got better in it yeah. I mean, you know what i mean and yeah. she was better in that so yeah. i think they all i think they're it, they've kind of upped their game yeah uh, they've grown into their roles yeah if, yeah, they, yeah. Did, if they didn't just fall into those roles naturally they've grown right. into them so exactly. we've gotten used to this set of people and that's why i think that after infinity war 2 we're going to probably be pretty disappointed but yeah uh, <laughs> but well, well and 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 back to and i've talked about this before but i don't like when you you know don't don't put Nicolas Cage in in as in as one of these characters. Don't go and get somebody a big Hollywood actor that has a no uh, interest in continuing exactly. To do and, but, well, and then has sort of a back history and all that yeah. kind of stuff. If it, you know, if you go and get somebody that um, is sort of young or not as established yeah. and is hungry and they grow into the role exactly i mean yeah. I, I think that i think that well you know point. most of the major characters have been pretty major actors though i mean they, i mean they made like scarlett johansson i mean she was kind I, of i would say she's the biggest one out of all of them i mean her and um robert samuel Downey jackson jr. well robert downey jr was a has-been when he was kind of a comeback for him yeah mm. yeah and i think they pick primarily i mean what's the um one who's playing captain marvel they pick people who were on the rise you know, on that cusp. Uh, the guy Thor. I mean that. Uh, I've never heard. Loki. The only thing he, the only thing that Thor had been in that we had seen because he was in Australian soap operas, right? Was <laughs> what he was in before. But he that, was. That's all I. He was the. Australia he was Kirk's soap. dad in the first Star Trek. Yeah, right? for, for a few AJ minutes. Star Trek. Yeah, for a few for minutes. a few minutes, and they're like, oh, there's that, oh, and right. then, you know, yeah, and he got Thor, and his brother got that thing for the Hunger Games, and the Hemsworths just took off. Right. 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 And then their oldest brother is the security guy in uh, Westworld. 
Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they all they literally all started out they were all on playing brothers on one of the Australian soap operas. Well, so so speaking of HBO shows, I will say that probably the thing that I'm most excited about in the coming year is uh, the new Joss Whedon show on HBO. What's um, that? I haven't announced the title yet, but there's a new Joss Whedon show going to be on HBO <laughs> in 2019 fall. There's also um, a Watchmen series coming on HBO. Yeah, that's right. I'm waiting to find out if that's you know worth watching or not, pun intended. Um, and then uh, the, the, the other one, obviously, related to Whedon is... Um, New version of Buffy, right? But he won't have anything to do with it, right? He'll be the executive producer. No. He will not be oh, okay. the showrunner. Okay. So, anyway, he's gonna have, and story he arc, say so, in it. I think he's yeah. going to do story arc stuff as well. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm under the impression that he is going to occasionally uh, be involved with the, the writing, at least as much as he is with Agents of Shield. Is that show still on? <laughs> My understanding is that watched, it is. Yes, I haven't watched that in forever. Me either, me either. So, I haven't watched it uh, since they got sucked onto a Cree ship. I was like, really? I'm out. Wait, the Cree's <laughs> on it? Okay, yeah. then I am going to go back and watch That's it. That's another yeah. example of a show that doesn't have a lot of material to pull from, so they're making the crap up as they go along. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they're also having to relate it back to all the movies and other shows. And yeah. so it, it because it's forced into that little gap, they just, it's, it's, it's a piece of crap. Well, so. that, I mean, you think you think it's bad that they have to do thirteen episodes of a Netflix show? <laughs> Try to watch twenty-two episodes of a Shield series. Yeah, well, I stopped watching it after oh. season two, so yeah, that was about. I watched I the. I watched it because my brother kept going on about how great Ghost Rider was in it, and I'm like, it's not even the real Ghost Rider. It's some guy in a car. <laughs> what? <laughs> he didn't have a motorcycle? No, it's not. Um, it's not Johnny Blaze. Oh. It's the next Ghost Rider, who's a Hispanic guy in a car.